a lot of people think I'm, you know, anti-meds, but I, I'm not. I'm very pro-meds because there's certain times where these meds will save your life. What I am against is this, not having a choice when there clearly is another path because I was able to get off meds and so many, like thousands and thousands of other people who have heart disease or type 2 diabetes or any of these um, lifestyle-related diseases are able to get off meds by eating a whole food, plant-based, vegan diet. Um, but I wasn't given that choice. You know, my cardiologist said to me, Adam, you're going to be on meds for the rest of your life. And that's what I'm against. I'm Luca Ridi, and welcome to the Feeling Alive podcast. I believe there are five key areas of life that when we harness, enables us to live an empowered and fulfilled life. Each episode, I'll interview experts on different aspects of one of these five key areas, which I call the five pillars. Medicine, men, move, mission, and migraine. You see, I'm tired of seeing the immense potential of those around me go unrealized and unserved, because the best version of yourself exists right now. It's time to wake up. Welcome back to another episode of Feeling Alive with Luca Ridi. Without further ado, I'm really excited to interview today's guest. I stumbled across this man um, on Plant Proofs podcast, and then he popped up again on my Instagram and I got into his story a little bit more and checked him out and it was phenomenal to see his story. And to be honest, it actually pulled a few heartstrings of mine as I was thinking about my mother um, and her health journey. I really wanted to interview this, this man to shed light on my own personal troubles with introducing a healthy lifestyle to my, my family. And I think out there, a lot of people hearing that actually resonate when you make a health decision in your life or you improve your life and your well-being, the first thing you want to do is pass it on to your family. Um, so I'm really excited that I've actually got this man here with me today. And I keep calling him this man because I'm waiting to drop his name. <laughs> um, so today I'm introducing to you all Adam Guthrie. He is from Byron Bay and he went from having a heart attack to, an, to being an Ironman and he's the founder of the I Feel Good magazine, which is an app on Android and iPhone with over 500,000 downloads. He's a food writer for Eat Well magazine and Nourish magazine. And he also has the I Feel Good online program where he teaches men and women out there how to introduce a more healthy lifestyle into their daily lives. So without further ado, I welcome Adam. Thank you for joining me, brother. My pleasure, Luca. It's great to be with you, man. You bring back some memories living over there in Bali. I lived in Bali for three years, so it's um, nice to chat with you. Yeah, awesome, man. Yeah, we're just chatting about all the local spots and stuff, so it's actually good to someone gets the Wi-Fi situation because I was saying <laughs> to you before, I'm like, oh, I hope this, sort, hope this works out because we've, uh, we're on Bali time and Bali Wi-Fi is very slow. So we'll, um, I'm actually hotspotting at the moment, just so you know. So we'll be, we should be good. Good. So Adam, um, I mentioned that you, you know, you went from you're you're the founder of the I Feel Good magazine. You actually teach people how to cook well. You're a plant based advocate. Uh, you you you're inspiring others through your food writing. Um, like you said, your app's got five hundred thousand downloads, but it wasn't always the case. You weren't always teaching people about being healthy because you weren't healthy yourself, right? So you had a heart attack at age 39. What was your lifestyle like and what were you doing before that, before you got to that point? Well, before I had the heart attack, when I had the heart attack, I was actually obese. I was 110 kilos. Uh, Mm. Today I'm 77 kilos and um, in my healthy weight range, my BMI. But before the heart attack, I... If you take it back to, you know, when I was young, um, in my teens and even early 20s, I was a super fit guy, played all the sports you can imagine, surfed every day, mm. you know, had a, had a really good life. And um, I actually had 
finished my apprenticeship as a chef. I actually did my apprenticeship in one of the best restaurants in Australia back in the 80s. It was called The Baker and the Bunyip and it was in a little country town called Berry, two hours south of Sydney. And we were literally doing paddock to plate back then. Um, You know, all the farmers would bring in their produce, and I hate saying this one because I'm vegan now, but they would bring in, Mm. you know, Muscovy ducks and pigs and goats and everything and bring it to the back door and we would make a new menu every single week um, um, just with what was given to us. And it was French and I worked under French chefs and we were in the Sydney Morning Herald Good Food Guide every year for about 10 years with four hats. So it was a really good place to learn and I used to eat a lot of meat back then. Mm. But then one day um, in my early 20s, um, I started to read a book called You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Mm. Hay. And um, through that book, I... Was that that the book that you read at 21? Yeah, at 21. Ah, I just saw that on another podcast. Okay, Uh, cool. I was going to ask you about that later, so I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, so it's a really good book to, you know, she's talked about working on your mind, body and spirit and... Obviously, um, you know, I started working on the body and I became vegetarian. I didn't eat any eggs. It was just dairy and meat. I uh, Sorry, dairy and vegetables I had. And I hadn't eaten, I haven't eaten any meat since I was 21. Um, wow, okay. And even as a vegetarian, you can still become obese. And even as a vegan, if you're eating vegan mm. junk food or vegan processed food and not eating whole, a whole food vegan diet, you can become obese and sick, even on a vegan diet. Mm. And I did on a vegetarian diet. I ate heaps of dairy, like big rounds of brie and, you know, ice cream and pizza and, you know, all the stuff, all mixed in with a whole heap of veggies. But mm. as a result of that, you know, over the years, I actually ended up putting a lot of weight on. And I, I don't know, um, a lot of people when they're young, in their 20s um, and through into their early 30s, they get this drive, not everybody gets it, but a lot of people do, they get this drive that they want to be really successful at something and really good at something, whether that's sport, whether that's a career, whether it's in business, whether it's being a parent. Um, I don't know if you can relate to that, but I know that um, mm. a, lot of, a lot of people, when they're going through that phase, is that drive to be good at something. And I, that was really strong in me. And I... Mm. Um, and it, and it drove me, and my thing was business. I wanted to become successful in business, but it came at a price, um, you know, because I worked from 7 a.m. in the morning, come home at 9 o'clock at night, and um, and as a result of that, I hardly ever saw my kids or my family. So that sort of, you know, when I look back over time, there was a big blimp there that mm-hmm. I missed with them. You know, we've got an incredible yeah. relationship now, but back then it was I, I never saw them. And because I was working all the time and it also came at a cost of my health because I'm like on the road a lot and I would pull into a service station, fill up with petrol and I go to buy, um, you know, know, pay for it. But right there in front of you on the counter in front of the cash register is all this, you know, chocolate. And so I'd grab, you know, picnic was my thing. I'd grab those picnics, a couple of bars and then over on my right, there's a rack. And what's it full of? chippies you know yeah. so you grab some chips and then in the fridge was cokes and iced coffee moves and stuff and i grabbed those and then i go and i you know eat some vegetarian pasties for lunch and then i come home at night and i just eat pizza um i'd order pizza everyone's in bed so i just order pizza yeah and as that was happening um you know, I, I'm a chef, right? So I know how to make good food. Um, so I yeah. still had really good vegetables as well. I just had my fair share of dairy and junk, and like yeah. we all do. And um, and as a result of that, I was starting to put on this weight. And I noticed I was putting it on um, because my shirts were getting tighter and I wasn't feeling as comfortable. But, you know, in your mind, you don't think you're that big. It's like, you know, when you get older, you still think you're younger, but you aren't. (laughs) And um, that's the same sort of thing when you start to get big and obese. But as I was getting bigger, I started to get more depressed. Mm. And it didn't bother me that I was putting on the weight. That's why I wasn't getting depressed. But there is a correlation between the bigger you get, um, the more you sort of, 
suffer mental health and get and, and there's some sadness and depression can come. And that happened for me. And the thing is, you know, when you get depressed, what do you want to do all the time? You know, you mm. want to eat. <laughs> so I'd finish, knock this pizza off at like 10 o'clock at night. Then I go to the freezer, open it up and pull out a two litre tub of ice cream. And I go sit mm. down and try and, you know, relax from the day and unwind eating this whole tub of ice cream. And some mornings I'd literally wake up on the couch like I'd had a whole night of drinking, um, but I'd wake up and there's this two-litre tub of ice cream sitting on the floor empty. And as a result of living that way, I ended up being 110 kilos. And, yeah, and then one day when I was 39, um, a mate of mine rang me and said, Adam, surf's going off. I'll meet you in the car park in 15 minutes. And I get down to the car park with him and, now, I hadn't surfed, you know, I used to surf every day and I love surfing. But as I was working, I started to surf less and less and less because I'm just so busy with business. And yeah. um, and then I'm down there and that year I think I re- surfed about three times. But the car park's full of people but the surf is empty. That's because it's 10 to 12 foot and everyone's just watching it. And my mate, <laughs> and my mate, my mate loves it, loves these big waves, right? And um, I used to love them, but I was a bit apprehensive to going out this day. And <laughs> he says to me, uh, actually, I said to him, I could feel his vibe, and just something overcame me, and I just said, "Let's do it." And he goes, "Yeah." I'm going, "Oh my god, why did I say that?" And um, <laughs> anyway, so we soon up, we get down to the point, we jump off the point. A few other guys follow us up, and we paddle over to this. Um, to this peak and I paddle into the surf the first wave and um, I ride it. It's a beautiful big wave, double overhead and pull off and then I see this set on the horizon building. I went, oh, my God, if I don't get over these waves, I'm going to be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> you know, because I'm overweight, you know, and, like, I'm not very fit. And if I get held under, you know, I may not pop back up. Totally. And, um Anyway, so I paddle like crazy and I get over this first one. I paddle, 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 get over the second one, paddle, 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 get over the third and then paddle, paddle, paddle. And I just get over this third one and then there's a fourth and it's just like a mountain. And I'm paddling up this thing and just as I near the top, it starts to curl. Oh, my God. Like, you know, I just hope when I, you know, fall here, I don't hit the board and crack a rib or get held under. But for some reason, I got this power. You know, you've probably heard of this. When when um, women, when their kids have been trapped under something or a car, they've ended up with this power and they've been able to lift the car and the kids have been able to get out. Have you ever heard of those stories? Yeah, 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 yeah. totally. That makes sense. Yeah, and then, all, well, I just got so so much fear ran through me um, paddling up this giant of a wave. I went... I just got this power and, you know, half a dozen massive big strokes and I just passed, punched through to the other side of the, um, of the lip and I got this bang, this massive pain um, in my chest and went down my left arm and into my shoulder blade. And, oh, shit. Yeah, and I thought, wow, you know, what, what's happened here? I thought I'd pull a muscle and, you know, it didn't go away so I went in on the next wave and went home and, had a shower and it's still niggling me with my shoulder blade. I thought I'd better go get this checked out. And so I got dressed, ready to go. And and then I remembered, oh, I've got to get this paperwork done. So I just went into the office of my house and sat down in front of the computer. And as I sat down, it happened. I get this oh, constriction shit. in my chest. Like, you know, if you've had siblings sit on your chest when you're young and you can't get them off, yeah. it's so claustrophobic feeling. It's like that in my chest. Really? But like times it by, you know, 50 or 60, you know, you just can't get this thing off you. I got this um, pain in my shoulder blade and this pain sort of running down my left arm and I end up in this like cold sweat and this nausea, but I don't vomit. And then I, my head just starts to go, whoa, you know, something really lightheaded and spinny. And I, it scared the hell out of me because I never, you know, I've never experienced anything like it. So I ring my wife and I said, look, honey, something's really wrong. I'm not in a good space. And um, she said, look, I'm half an hour away. Grab my mum, her mum, who just lives a few doors down and go to the hospital. So I did. I grabbed her and we drove half an hour to the hospital. Now, if anyone's listened to this and has those symptoms, any of those symptoms, you could be having a heart attack. 
And mm. the thing is, only 40% of people survive heart attacks. 60% of people, boom, gone, first go, ain't coming back, you're mm. out of here. So mm. it's really important if you get those symptoms to ring triple zero in Australia, ring an ambulance, they'll come, they'll keep you alive, get you to the hospital and you can get sorted out and stay alive. But mm. there's a big risk if you, you know, drive half an hour. Anyway, I made it to the hospital. Get to the hospital, they rush me in, hook me up all these gadgets, you know, um, take blood, do some ECGs, come back a little while later, and they say, Adam, you've had a heart attack. Mm. And I went, Did you realise that before? No. And I went, I don't yeah. think so. Number one, I'm only 39, too young. Number two, I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> and I've got the <laughs> lowest risk. I said, yeah. I don't know, mate, but um, you've had a heart attack. And anyway, they airlift me to Sydney and they um, – they, um, you know, take me in for an angiogram and um, luckily I didn't have to have a stint where the tear mm. happened, where the plaque was just building up underneath the mm. endothelium cells, um, where that um, had ruptured. Um, it was too low in the heart to put a stint. So I'm really lucky I don't have a, any foreign matter in there. Mm. And, um, and they sent me home. They sent me home with five meds, which um, I took religiously. And it's really important. A lot of people think I'm, you know, anti-meds, but I, I'm not. I'm very mm. pro-meds because there's certain times where these meds will save your life. Yeah. What I am against is this, not having a choice when there clearly is another path because I was able to get off meds and so many, like thousands and thousands of other people who have heart disease or type 2 diabetes or any of these um, lifestyle-related diseases are able to get off meds by eating a whole food, plant-based, vegan diet. Um, mm. But I wasn't given that choice. You know, my cardiologist said to me, Adam, you're going to be on meds for the rest of your life. And that's what I'm against. Yep, take the meds, save your life. It's important. But while you do, while you're taking those meds, start having a whole food, plant-based diet, a whole food, vegan diet. And as you eat those, what happens is that stuff brings your blood pressure down, your cholesterol mm. down, all your numbers drop. The meds are doing the same and it's really important that you're being monitored by your doctor because what happens then, your doctor starts reducing your meds until you can come mm. off them. And yeah. they have to take them off you because you're lowering it and it's dangerous to keep you on. So that's how you do it. You never take yourself off meds. You do it in conjunction with your doctor. And mm -hmm. if you eat this way, there's a good chance... In most cases, you'll, have, you'll definitely have them reduced and in most cases, you'll get off them. Um, and that's what happened to me. Yeah, um, that's, that's powerful, Adam. Like that's a very powerful story. You, now, you, you're talking there about vegetarian, being vegetarian because like we're healthy when we're vegetarian, right? And, and I, I couldn't agree more. Same as vegans is like there's so many unhealthy vegans like drinking Coca-Cola, having cigarettes and... Uh, eating, eating Oreos, Oreos, <laughs> eating Oreos are all vegan. <laughs> so, you know, I think that's so important because I get that conversation being plant-based myself. I get in that conversation with a lot of people. It's like, well, yeah, no, vegans aren't healthy because they're trying to attack you straight up. And you're like, well, no, I agree. You've got to eat a whole food plant-based diet. And I think you said it there. It's like meds, meds are, do the same as a plant-based diet. But also I love how you talk about that is like just restrict it slowly and gradually do it. But one thing that I think that should be mentioned here is that meds don't have antioxidants, meds don't have vitamins, meds don't have minerals. And that's also another thing is when you start signing up to this prescription service, the greatest prescription service in history and say, for the rest of your life, you're going to have to have these meds. There's not much you can do about it. You're really selling yourself. You know what I mean? Like there yeah. are other alternatives. And I think that's why it's so important to share your message here is like you've been on both sides and now look at you. Like you look what you're doing now it's bloody fantastic yeah thanks man and, that, and that's the thing you know i came across the whole food plant-based diet and i started eating it and literally within six months i'm off all meds it's now nine Shit, and six a half months. six months off all meds yeah. and it's nine and a half years later i get my bloods done every year and i don't have to take meds and in actual fact wow. um my doctors, you know, and I always get my meds in various different places because I travel a lot, but, you know, even the doctors that I see regularly sometimes each year, they say, Adam, if I didn't know your history, 
there's no way you're on uh, that I would know that you've had a heart attack. You're the furthest from it because here's one of the things, all cardiologists and all whole food plant-based doctors, if you've got heart disease, they want to get you under 3.9 total cholesterol. The meds will do it, but so will a whole food plant-based diet in most cases get you to it. And the reason why under 3.9, because hardly anyone has ever had a heart attack under 3.9. Plenty mm. of people, you know, like the healthy range in brackets, which isn't really the healthy range, is actually the average of everybody that's had cholesterol tests. And actually, if you look over history, that healthy range that you see on your blood tests in brackets, um, mm. that actually has moved up <laughs> the scale. It gets, um, you know, goes up as people are getting blood tests done and their cholesterols are rising because more and more people are getting higher cholesterol. But yeah. um, a lot of people have had heart attacks in that so-called healthy range. But the real yeah. healthy range is under 3.9. And I'm under that. I'm 3.6. But I was yeah. up around six when I had the heart attack, they think. Um, we're not exactly sure because I don't have a marker there. But yeah. when I was on meds, I was just under five on meds. So it would have been higher than that um, mm. when I had the heart attack. And it's so powerful. You get off it. And then I did. I got off it. And then I ended up with all this energy. And I started <laughs> to move my body. And I ended up doing an Ironman triathlon, which if you don't know what that is, it's a 3.8K swim. You get out of the water, you jump on a bike, and you ride 180 k's. You get off the bike, and then you run a marathon, 42 k's, and you have 12, Holy 17 shit. hours to do it. 17 hours and 17 hours. Yeah, that's how long you've got to do it. After that, mm. you you can't be called an Ironman. But the pros do it in eight hours. Oh, you know, thick guys do it in 10 to 12, and um. It took me two years to get fit enough to do it. And it, and it, and I did it in, you know, going from heart attack to doing this Ironman. I did it in 14 hours and uh, 13 minutes and 36 seconds or something like that, which I was pretty stoked. Oh, that's yeah. amazing, man. That's really cool. I, um, I, I, see, I didn't actually realize that you needed to have it done in a certain time. Yeah, 17 hours. That's so seventeen hours. So were you? So you said you were training for two hours. So what weight did you get? Uh, sorry, two years. What weight did you get down to? I was actually I was still overweight when I did the Ironman. I was, um, you know, my my healthy weight ranges. Um, my BMI, I think it's you know like seventy to eighty. I definitely know it's under eighty. I sit around yeah. seventy five to seventy seven kilos all the time now, and um, have for three years. But when I did the Ironman five years ago, I was actually 83 kilos. I was overweight by three kilos. In the first mm. year of eating this way, I lost about 20 kilos. And then it's taken, and then it took me, even through the Ironman, I was able to drop a bit more um, and get down to 83 when I was training. And then actually, I went down to 76 kilos after the Ironman, after the day. I lost like, um, what's that, seven kilos in the race. Whoa. <laughs> Um, doing the Ironman but then you know um, after that I um, you know I was able to I I tweaked a few things that you learn all the time it's it's a never-ending journey and you learn Mm -hmm. more and more about plant-based nutrition I do have a certificate in plant-based nutrition and Mm. um, so you learn more and more about it and you tweak what's on your plate and um, and yeah now I'm I'm into well into my BMI and I'm and I've been able to maintain it for three years, which is pretty cool. That's powerful. And I, I love that you're like such a powerful, like you, you're advocating based on your experience. I think that's where like true fulfillment and true love comes from is where you actually can, you've been in the pits and now you're teaching people how to get out of the pits um, based on your own experience. And it's so funny because you became a chef and literally that's one of the qualities that you have that's key in your message is how to cook good plant-based foods, right? Yeah, that's right. You know, the thing is this, you know, um, uh, my aim is to make it really practical for for people because, you know, we can watch every doco, we can read every scientific study and paper, we can, you know, read every single book on plant-based nutrition Mm. and we have all this knowledge in our head but for some reason, you know, we can't pick up the food and put it in our mouth. 
and yeah. nothing changes until we put the food in the mouth. And as soon as we put it in the mouth, everything changes. You, you just get super healthy. And so my whole focus, and I've been lucky that I was given, you know, um, the gift of being able to learn how to cook food properly and yeah. I can make food take, taste really good. So my whole focus is inspiring people and educating them and teaching them how to make eating a whole food plant-based diet practical because it is yeah. different. I mean, when you start eating this way, um, it can be overwhelming. It does take a little bit longer. There's no doubt about that. But I've yeah. been able to create a few hacks and a few little chef tips and skills that makes it really easy for people to, you know, pick up that ball and start running with it and mm-hmm. make it easier. And and then um, and then once you start to feel it, you know, it becomes even more easier to do and you want to keep doing it because you know totally. the difference. Yeah. More satisfying. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's interesting. You, I want to go back to that book you mentioned, uh, Louise Hay's book. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you've got a good understanding of from, you know, when you were 21, good understanding of mind-body connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Louise Hay's really powerful. I love Louise Hay's stuff. She's talking about how, for those who don't know, you can check out that book and we'll, I'll throw that in the uh, link below. But it's basically on how emotions are showing up in our body and how um, – they can be well you know what i'm really trying to get at here is with how emotions <clears throat> play a role in our eating um did you what are your thoughts on that and it's like when you say when we're eating these oreos and we're eating these picnic bars and packets of chips at the service station do you feel like there is something inside of us an emotion that is actually targeting that or do you think it is yeah. also partly a lack of awareness well i think it's both um, there's definitely, a, see, some people are aware of the emotion that is in them that is governing them to pick up that food that's not healthy mm. for us. Some people aren't even aware of that emotion that's driving that action. Mm. And um, the emotion for me and, you know, after teaching a lot of other people, like hundreds and hundreds of people to eat this way, thousands actually now, um, mm. What I see, it's a common thread. We're scared to be by ourselves in our mind. We're scared of something. There's some emotion in there that we're afraid um, afraid of and to squash that emotion or that negative emotion or trauma or fear that's in us, we eat to squash the emotion from surfacing. Mm. And... A lot of people that um, I was obese and a lot of other people that are overweight and obese, there's a very common thread there that we're eating to keep down those emotions that we don't want to ever experience again. Mm -hmm. I Um, couldn't agree anymore. Yeah. And it's important to deal with those. Um, You know, Louise Hay does it with affirmations. You know, over the years I've learned our beliefs – drive all of our actions every belief that we have about something determines it it determines the actions that we take and the decisions that we make and um you know for example um if i was to go out in the street in most places and ask someone where do you get your protein most Mm. people will say what you know i'll say me and then if i were to say to some of those people well did you know you can get protein from plants? A lot of those people go, no way. Or some will say, yeah, but you can't get enough, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I have this conversation and some people's beliefs are so strong that they'll argue with you that you can only get the meat, enough protein from meat, even mm-hmm. though they're wrong. So beliefs are really strong drivers. And someone that eats meat and someone that eats plants have totally different beliefs. That's why it's easy the first thing I worked on in regards to shifting um, me in helping me eat a whole food plant-based diet was working on my beliefs, my limiting beliefs that were stopping me from picking up um, the good food and the beliefs that were making me pick up the junk food. So now mm. it's a big part of my program now that I teach people how to sh- work on these beliefs and shift them. Oh, and once amazing. you do, it's just easy to pick up plants and it's really easy not to pick up the junk. And yeah. if you look at a meat eater, they have beliefs that their belief tells them, oh, I need to eat meat to get protein. 
you know, yeah. a plant person looks at a piece, looks at a broccoli and goes, it's really easy to get some protein from that or some yeah. beans, you know. <laughs> it's like, so it's a totally different beliefs and they lead to different actions. So the biggest yeah. tip and thing I can share with anyone who wants to eat this way, the very first step is to start working on the beliefs. Yeah. Oh, that's powerful, man. I'm glad you mentioned that. That's exactly how I feel. We, we often actually, I talk about this a lot, is like um, skepticism or closed-minded people, skeptics or closed-minded people, they will actually close themselves down from personal transformation based on their old belief systems. And so I'm so glad you mentioned that. And it's so powerful that you actually put that in your program because we have, a, we have our true unlimited potential out there, but our belief system's holding us back. Absolutely. And it's so mm. important to, one of the steps in um, helping raise your belief system is, you know, getting around other people who have achieved what you want to achieve or living the lifestyle mm. that you want to live. And just by mm. osmosis, just being around that, you start to pick up those beliefs and mm. you'll, you know, you'll want to emulate that lifestyle and those beliefs will start to shift. There's other powerful mm. ways to do it too. You know, there's, you know, there's processes you, you can do to shift beliefs and, you know, just reading the books and watching the docos gives you more. The game changers just came out, right? If yeah. that's not something that shifts beliefs, you know, that's a great a great example of and a resource to help shift your belief to a plant-based diet because you're seeing yeah. elite athletes, you know, shifting and Olympians shifting to a whole food plant-based diet and, you know, smashing records and producing personal bets yeah. um, yeah. after they're making the switch. It's powerful. Yeah, I actually watched that in um, America when I was over there recently. It was one of the greatest. I was like so excited. I'm like, thank God someone's done this. And when I found out that it was on Netflix, I was just like, yes, it's happening. Like, because it is so powerful. Because, you know, sport is popular. So yeah. if popular people are doing it, then that whatever they're doing, we're going to do. It's like marketing, right? It's like, and they even mentioned this in the Game Changers movie. When smoking came out and all the baseball stars were smoking, it's like, oh, cool, they're smoking now. They're on the, those camel, the camel brand. Now everyone starts smoking. Now look what we've got. We've got an epidemic of lung cancer and diseases through these yeah. terrible lifestyle choices. And what I think we really need to do is understand that it's really just a lot of marketing out there and, and not our best interests at heart. Well, that's, when, when well, that's right. Exactly. And that, you know, that analogy with the smoking is definitely what's happening here because, you know, the China study um, is the yeah. biggest nutritional study that's ever done. What that book's really about is like, um, is emperor died in China. And then the Chinese government started plotting all cancer deaths and on a map. And then the Americans saw this map and they had all these red dots on it where everyone was dying from cancer. And they said, look, all these red dots are geographical. People are dying in these areas of cancer but not others. Why? So they went and, um, and to find out why. And they did this study. It was the biggest nutritional study ever done. It took them 25 years. And mm. they left the cities out. Of the um, left the cities out of the of the study because there's too many variables in lifestyle. But most of rural China, like 50 years ago when they did this, started this research, were living a very similar lifestyle. The only difference was really what they're putting in their mouth. Yeah. And what they discovered was the villages that were dying of cancer also were getting heart disease, also were getting type two diabetes, also getting obesity, also getting autoimmune diseases. And the villages that had hardly any cancer, they didn't even know what heart disease was. They didn't mm. even know what type 2 diabetes was. You know what the villages that um, were getting all the diseases were eating the most of? Animal products. Mm -hmm. And the villages that ate, um, weren't getting these diseases ate plants. Yeah. And if you look at today in the West, the number one killers in the West right now are heart disease, Type two diabetes, almost autoimmune diseases, and obesity. Mm. They're the biggest problems that we've got right now, and heart disease is the number one killer. Mm. One in four people die of a heart attack. Yeah. One in four people die of a heart attack. And one in seven people have a heart attack every single day. Um, and this is so guess what? The West is eating the most of now. Meat, animal fats, yeah. meat, meat, animal products have increased um, by 500% in the last 50 years, at eating us humans, yeah. eating animals. And 
it's it's incredible. And here you go, you see the China study, the villages that ate the most meat got the diseases. Here we are in the West, okay? We're eating more meat than we ever have on the planet and we're all dying of these diseases. Now, when we're young, we don't think we're ever going to end up with these diseases. I didn't think I was going to end up with a heart attack at 39 and be obese. I was lean, I was fit, you know? Okay? You have no idea that's going to happen. But by eating loads of dairy and some junk food, and if you're a meat eater, eating a meat, man, um, these diseases are happening. And you're seeing it when people, you know, from 39 into, into their, from 40, and really you're seeing it strong in the baby boomers. Um, yeah. You know, Which is who you work with, right? Who you, who you yeah, work we with have a lot of people you. because a lot of them have these diseases and what we're seeing is them reversing it. Their doctors are taking them off meds. You know, they're yeah. losing weight. They're reversing their heart disease. They're getting off their meds. They're reversing type 2 diabetes. Their doctors are taking them off their meds. Their whole life is changing. You know, yeah. they would be overweight and sore with arthritis. That's all disappearing. Some couldn't walk to letterboxes. Now they you know, go and climb mountains all through Asia. Like it's just totally transformed people's worlds. Yeah. But not only that, a lot of younger people um, are, are reaching out for help in, you know, triathlons and more peak performance and wanting to eat a whole food. A lot of vegans as well are, that have been on the junk food bandwagon, young vegans, mm. they're all jumping across and reaching out and saying, Adam, teach me how to eat a whole food plant-based diet, a whole food vegan diet. Because I don't want to get sick. I don't want to have this stuff ending up down the track and I'm not feeling too good or I'm overweight, you know. Um, yeah. And I, I don't want that anymore. So yeah, that's it's a powerful, a powerful way to eat, man. Powerful way to eat. Yeah, 100%. I think, well, like, it's, again, it's like how what I'm seeing is like, all right, you've got the answer. I need to get my mum to you. <laughs> and <laughs> send her. Send her to, to my website. <laughs> I, I will and I'm going to do that and I'm going to send – my mum's husband to you and like there's a lot of people out there that are struggling and specifically with this old belief system that because they hear the word vegan or they hear the word eating plants it's like I used to get the whole thing comments of what do you mean what are you going to eat at a barbecue you're not going to throw your veggie patty on my barbecue um type thing you know it's like this old these old toxic belief systems that are actually stopping them from reaching their true potential they don't they don't know what it's like to climb a mountain with pure energy yeah, like you said, you're getting people that are, are climbing a mountain that are like they've never been able to think about that. Like, this is what's really, and this is what's so powerful with your message is, you've you've got the proof that it works. Yeah, and it's not just me now. Like, I yeah, I used it. I was taught, and I, there was other role models for me. And mm. it was early days because you know not a lot of people knew about this way of eating ten years ago. So you know, I, I I adopted it and applied it, and it worked for me. And then other people started asking me, Adam, man, you're looking amazing. You look so healthy. How'd you do that? So then I started mm. teaching others to do it, and it's working for them. You know, mm. so it's just um, it really does work. And seeing that you're in Bali, I have to share this with you. You just triggered it about climbing mountains. There's a lady in our program, you know, she was when I first started teaching it two years ago and um, she, she lost 21 kilos or something. And then she went on a holiday to Bali with her daughters and um, she, she sent me this picture of her riding a push bike, okay, she was obese. Yeah. And now she's not, well, she got into the healthy, into her um, overweight range, but, you know, enough to get healthy enough to ride a push bike, you know, from up in the mountains in above her bud down to a bud on a push bike. And she sends me a picture of her riding this push bike. And that's, that could never have happened, you know, like six months, seven months earlier. That's the power of how it's changing people's lives. People that couldn't do things, now they've got all this energy and I wish that for more and more people, especially yeah. people that, you know, um, are at retirement age or in retirement and wish they could have done the stuff that they wanted to do but they can't do because their health's not good enough. There's a good example of my mum as well. Like my mum, I spent Easter with her this year for 10 days and she's had diverticulitis. Yeah. which um, is, you know, gut thing. And she's actually had a metre of her bowel removed, but she's also had a lot of arthritis. And um, I said, Mum, if I'm coming to your place, we're eating my food. 
She goes, I don't yeah. mind. I don't mind having a chef in my house. Go for it. So I did. And I, <laughs> I fed her my food. And at the end of the 10 days, she said to me, Adam, I just want to let you know, my gut for the first time in years isn't hurting. Mm, I said, that's amazing. Wow. Um, and I said, and then she said, also, I just want to let you know, my arthritis pain in my hands is almost gone. Wow. And I went, wow, mum, that's really good. I said, why do you think that is? She goes, Adam, I think it's your food. I said, yeah, yeah. that's good. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> she said, I think I'm going to keep eating it. So she does. She keeps eating it. She slips up every now and then and then she feels it and she, and she gets back, picks up the ball again and keeps going. And that's wow. the thing. It's a journey. People, I've learned this. You know, it's a journey. People will come down the path and they'll do it and then they drop the ball. Yeah. And when they drop the ball... You know, sometimes people just give up. But yeah. if you're playing a team sport where the ball's involved, if you drop that ball, what does everyone do? You pick it up and you keep heading towards the goal line. And mm. so, you know, um, I help people pick that ball back up when they drop it and it's a normal part of the learning curve. And you pick it back up then and then you go to the next level and you'll drop it again. And then you'll pick it up and go to the next level. You know, and that's how it works. You drop the ball, you just keep picking it up. And as you keep picking it up, the gaps of dropping, you become more skilled at it and you drop it less until mm. the point where you just live in it and mm. you hardly ever drop the ball. Man, that's a, that's a wise teacher right there if I've ever heard one. I think <laughs> uh, if we ever want to be coached, we want to be coached by a teacher like that. That's for sure. That's very wise of you. I appreciate that. I... um. I think judgment plays a big role when we do drop the ball, hey? Like we think, oh, we're these all self, self-worth and self-belief systems come and say, oh, you should be doing better than this or you, what are you doing, you idiot, and all this. Like self-hatred can come up in a lot of people and they can actually just stay off the wagon. They don't get back on the wagon, you know? Yeah. So um, it's nice yeah. to be not so judgment, judgmental yeah. on yourself. Go easy on yourself and just yeah. make your next meal a whole food plant-based one and you're back on track. Totally. Um, Totally. So, what are the um? I I saw I saw a little uh, statement or a little question that you had in another interview, a podcast interview. It's like you ask yourself two questions before you eat a, eat, eat something. What's, what are those two questions? <laughs> yeah, I, I developed two questions that keep me on track to determine whether what I'm about to put in my mouth is actually whole food, plant based. And these two questions, if you get two yeses to them, um, it is a whole food plant-based um, ingredient or food and yeah. you put it in your mouth. So these are the two questions. Number one, it's, like, it's not rocket science, it's pretty simple, but number one is this, um, is it a plant? And if the answer is yes, you go to question two. If the answer is no... <laughs> If the answer is no, in my body, like it, it, it's there's a line in the sand. It just doesn't go down the hatch. So if it's yeah. not a plant, it just doesn't go in my body. Okay, but yeah. the question too, if if the answer is yes to that question, is it a plant? If the answer is yes, then I ask the second question, and the second question is this: Is it is that plant in the form that nature handed it to me? Mm. And then if the answer is yes to that, it's a, it's a whole food. It's a whole plant food and, yeah, yeah, go for it. Eat as much as you want. It could be fruit, could be berries, could be veggies, could be, um, you know, root vegetables, whatever. If the answer is no, then it's processed. Yeah. And if it's a processed plant food, then I will make a decision. Am I going to put it in my mouth or am I not? Sometimes yeah. I'll put it in my mouth. Not very often. <laughs> sometimes I do. But very, very, very rarely these days do yeah. I put it in, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's it's funny. Like, um, yeah. yeah, sorry, keep going. Yeah, it's like, like you heard of those vegan magnums? You, I don't yeah. know if they're oh, totally. yeah, yeah. Right, well, when they first came out, like I hardly ever eat that crap because it's all processed stuff, but they're there. And, you know, my daughter um, was vegan a bit with us. Like my, all my kids grew up vegetarian, eating yeah. dairy and, and things, and a few of them uh, two of them went uh, vegan for a bit and they're all still vegetarian now yeah. and they fall back in the vegan and non-vegan. But when I um, when those vegan magnums came out, my wife and my daughter, Lily, my youngest daughter, said said to me, Dad, um, let's try one of those vegan magnums. And I went, 
yeah, okay, it's been a while since I've had one of those. And so I went down to the Woolies at Byron. I walked in there and you buy these vegan magnums in a box of three, right? And hmm. um, so I, I come home, I'm in the car and as I'm driving, I'm going, I'm going to have mine now, so I eat it. <laughs> and then I get home and I go to my wife and I give her the box of the, other, of the ice creams. And she looks into the box, then she looks up at me, and then she looks into the box again, and she looks up at me and goes, Adam, where's the ice creams? And I went, I ate them all on the way home in the car. (laughs) And, man, these things are poison. These companies (laughs) know how to make stuff that, you know, had this umami effect, you know, that flavour that you can't stop eating. and. I ate the whole three. And she goes, well, you better go get some more. And I said, well, I don't trust myself. You better go down there and get it. <laughs> so, man, don't touch this stuff. This stuff's poison. It will make you really sick. And not yeah. only that, it's addictive. That's how powerful it is, right? I hadn't had mm. any junk like that for like six or eight months. And I pick mm. one of those things up and I can't stop eating the damn thing. So, You know, man, that's a lot of willpower and self-control. So. I mean, not in the moment when you ate three of them, but to, to stop yourself afterwards, like you've actually just pulled yourself up and go, nah, I can't eat this anymore. Because, you know, one, you've got a lot of self-awareness and two, that's a lot of self-control. A lot well, of it makes you feel sick. When you eat, yeah. what, what happens is when you eat a whole food plant-based diet properly um, and you have a sweet tooth, which I really did, okay, if you've got one of those mm. sweet tooths, I had, you know, a really strong sweet tooth um, and if you've got one of those sweet tooths, when you start eating this way, um, you'll that sweet tooth will kick in, like because those sweet things are addictive, even if they're vegan, right? Um, and so, luckily in my program, I actually have a whole bunch of sweet stuff that's whole food, plant based to help you get over that hump of mm. eating, uh, you know, of those food, those sweet cravings. But what happens is after about four months, and it happens for every single person, everyone comments on this. After about eating eating whole food plant-based for about four months and eating whole food plant-based sweet things like cakes and muffins and all these cool stuff that only make you healthier and not sick, um, mm. the sweet craving disappears and you actually don't crave it anymore. And you actually start craving leafy greens and all these yeah. like fresh vegetables. So therefore, totally. you know, you don't get the desire to go and eat that stuff. That's what happens. Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. It's like once you realize how well you feel, you yeah. don't want to go back. You create a new benchmark. Yeah, totally. Um, even like, even me myself, I'm like I I've got a huge sweet tooth. But once you know what a good a good health a healthy system feels like, and you're eating good vegetables and leafy greens, like my body will know. And this is where we'll get into next. It's like this intuition, this this all self this highly developed self awareness of your body. You know when your body needs leafy greens or needs certain vitamins or needs fruits and vegetables, specific fruits and vegetables, based on what it's telling you, and you can feel that in the body, right? Yes, you can. You got to be careful of that, though. Yeah. You got to be careful of that. What your mind is telling you, because it may not mm. be true. Yeah, because okay. if it's telling you, "Oh, I need to go eat meat," and you're got heart disease and type 2 diabetes, the science shows that that stuff makes us more sick. All yeah. these diseases happen when we start eating that stuff. So, yeah. um, and if it says, oh, I need to go have a vegan magnum right now, okay, yeah. and oh, my body's telling me to, that ain't true. So yeah. what happens though when you do eat a whole food plant-based diet? When you, it's, um, if, you've, if you're aware of Ayurveda, like the ancient yeah. Indian uh, medicine um, and philosophy around health that's been going for like 5,000 years. And they, ha- you know, fresh vegetables in their whole form are what they call a, sat- a sattvic food, sattvic food. And that's a very high va- vibration food. And when you eat sattvic food, whole food plant based diet, when you eat those foods and you don't eat the other stuff, it actually raises your vibration mm-hmm. and you get access to intuition more mm. and you don't start to um, question, um, you just know, you have a knowing. If you're, you know, I used to be a type of person that would go, oh, should I do this or should I do that and always indecisive. I don't have that anymore. It's just like I know that I just take the next step and this is yeah. where we're leading and that happens the more you eat this way 
this energy rises. On a biological um, side of things, they know that if um, when we eat a whole food plant-based diet, the vegetables, the microbiome in our gut, um, when it eats a whole food plant-based vegetables, the ones that love that grow really long in our gut. And when it grows really long, that's the microbiome that tells our brain it's okay to be happy. It actually mm. raises serotonin. And that mm. when serotonin rises, our vibration cha- changes as well and we feel happier and we can make better decisions. And But the meat and the junk food um, microbiome, when we eat that, it actually makes us sad and depressed. Mm. Um, so, you know, it definitely raises vibration. And oh, yeah. as that vibration rises, you're more inclined to want to keep eating plants and your mind doesn't yeah. tell you, oh, I, I think I've got to go eat some meat now. Yeah. Um, and then also it, you get drawn to more philosophical conversation and interest <laughs> yeah. and you meditate, you start to meditate. And, and as all this comes in, you know, and you start to want to move your body in ways that actually um, make you feel good, but also can free up stored emotion and mm-hmm. trapped emotion, like yoga does that extremely well, mm-hmm. um, where you start to release this and you become more comfortable with your emotion and yourself. Yeah. And then you are okay to just sit still by yourself without feeling anxiety mm-hmm. and just know it's okay to be you Yeah, and, and have peace. It's beautiful, man. And plants do it. The foundation (laughs) is eating a whole food plant-based diet. That's the foundation to raise vibration. A hundred percent, mate. I um, like you actually. You actually described my path to where I'm at now. Oh wow! It's so funny. It's like as soon as you when I went, I was in Canada, and um, I'm sure you've heard of the Eating You Alive documentary. Yes. I didn't watch it actually. I I haven't either, and so do I. (laughs) But the funny thing is, is I had a coffee business over there and I was eating meat at this point. And I met a um, – I was selling coffee to this this older guy, Dan. He's um, He was a, had stage four kidney cancer and he was coming in every morning buying coffee off me and I'm talking to him and I'm like selling milk, you know, like I'm making milk and coffee. But he drops, he, drops, he drops the bomb and says, oh, yeah, I'm actually vegan. And I'm like, first of all, dude, you're like over 50. That, that's very rare. And I didn't really know too much about the vegan world. This is about two and a half, three years ago. And and then I, I but me, I'm I'm very curious. So I was like, okay, well, what, what am I gonna? I'm gonna I want to learn more about this. So every morning he'd come in, I'd be like, oh, he'd have his almond milk, and I'd ask him, so like, well, what have you got for me today, Dan? What do you want to teach me? And then I remember every time I would leave the conversation, or he'd leave, I'd be like, yeah, no, nah, I could never do it. Like that's every way we finished a conversation about, nah, I could never go vegan. Now look at me, but like now you are. When never did you become vegan? Um, I've been yeah two years ago, so I've been two years now. But well he done, actually, man. yeah, he said to me, "Listen to this. This is he goes. If you ever want to, if you ever want to learn more about this, and I'll leave you with this. He goes, if you ever want to learn more, he goes, go read the book, The China Study. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, the China what? And so six months later, I actually read the book, and um, I it I, I couldn't put it down. I was walking with it on the street. Adam. Like that's like I've never read a book like that before. Like I've just I was reading it as I was walking on the street because I couldn't put it down. And life changing um, stuff. It's it, all the science is in there, right? <laughs> like oh my god, I just was like this needs to be out there. So I went vegetarian straight away, um, and then I just started introducing like reducing my dairy. I stopped dairy straight away. Then I was like stopped. I think cheese was my last one. Then I stopped eggs and then we were vegetarian at home and then uh, vegan at home and then vegetarian out. But it was like a, it was a 12 month process. Like it took me time, yeah. but it was and you feel better of, from going a hundred percent. Mate, like it's the best thing I've ever done. Like the best thing I've ever done. What are, what are the things that, that you found? What are the benefits that you are experiencing by eating this yeah. way? Well, I think you've nailed it on the head is it, well, first, you've actually said this in your bio. It heals, yeah. it energizes, it nourishes, and it raises your vibration. I'm more intuitive than I've ever been in my whole entire life, and I've been two years plant based. Wow. Um, it makes you think clearer, it, doesn't it? Mate, it makes you, and, you, and it's like you put a whole new set of glasses on. Yeah. You see absolutely. things so differently. Totally. Um, 
so I've become a huge plant-based advocate for a while there. I went actually down the uh, path of being a, wanting to be a naturopath, a plant-based naturopath, but realizing that that was just only a part of my journey. But I actually teach in my online program. I was talking, talking, telling you this before is I have a online program called five to alive where I help men break through their emotional trauma and pain and, and get away from drugs and alcohol and start living a life on purpose, a whole life, you know, and, Awesome, the very man. first, the very first week is one is energy, and then the second week, before we even get stuck into the five pillars, the first pillar is medicine, and that is changing the way you eat, and that's a whole food plant based diet. Awesome. And it's funny because you say the exact same thing. It's like it's the first way that you can energize, nourish, and heal, and then you start work, focusing on the emotions, and all that starts coming up. And and yeah. yeah, so it's really cool to see that you're actually doing the same thing. Um, it's yeah, it's amazing. It actually it's, it, it nourishes me and supports me as well. Mate, that's awesome stuff. Um, it's good work you're doing um, mm. because we need that. You know, society has created this culture where it expects us to have alcohol and drugs. Mm. I haven't had a drop of alcohol since I was 21. My 21st oh, birthday shit, really? was a big night, and I haven't had any after. You know, and it's poison it's it destroys yeah. lives and yeah. i started drinking when i was 12 yeah i would binge drink every weekend i'm the sort Jeez, of guy mate, you must have grown up in the country did you i did yeah hey. the rural country <laughs> town we did and man it was incredible and i didn't i'd be i'm half irish and um irish do one or two things you know when they drink they either get super happy in an island they call it you know let's have a good crack which is a good laugh right and then you get the other, other Irish that just want to, like, you know, get in fights. I yeah. had this gene that wants to get in fights, so I end up in fights every weekend full of alcohol. But, you know, I'm, you know, there's a lot of pain associated with alcohol with me and I've seen what it can do to people and I see what it's done for other people's lives. And, you know, you look at all the things that alcohol does, you know, it destroys the body, it destroys mm-hmm. your, your organs in your body, it kills brain cells. You know, stuffs up all your immune system, your your, um, yeah. your nervous system. But you know, then yeah. all this domestic violence that happens from it, it's oh, it's, it's a poison. And yeah. I've never really taken drugs. You know, I've had like two yeah. joints in my life when I was young, and yeah. I just didn't go down that path. And yeah. I'm, I'm grateful that that hasn't been part of my life because if I did, I'd probably be dead by now. <laughs> yeah, totally, yeah. man. I'm um, well, you're a powerful advocate for it, that's for sure. It's so funny. I'm glad I've you're been, doing that work because a yeah. lot of work needs to be done to help guys shift that because you can live an incredible life without alcohol and drugs. Yeah, yeah, totally, man. And you know what's funny? I've been I've been uh, nine months alcohol free now, so I'm doing a whole year off alcohol. And to be awesome. honest, it's it's like, dude, we don't need it. It is poison. Like the only reason we use it is because we want to have a connection and we want to feel something greater than ourselves right now. Yeah, and we want to squash that pain. It's a very similar pain mm. to overeating, mm-hmm. you know, eating all the junk as well. Some people have that experience. Yeah. Where yeah, so, I mean, yeah. it's, you know, it's a, like I think it's, a, it's one of those belief systems, one of those habits It's really hard to mm. break. So I can hopefully advocate that myself. Good on um, you, bro. <laughs> so you're a meditation man. You're a meditation man. Let's, I think we're, yeah. um, did, I wanted to touch on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've been meditating for how long? Um, for, uh, yeah, about, about 28 years since 22 or 23, maybe 24. Um, I came across a meditation path when I was 21 and, um, wow. I, uh, there's an Eastern philosophy called Sharat Shabbat Yoga. Um, and it's a meditation that, um, it's a mantra, a silent mantra that you just repeat and stills the mind. And, um, and I, I um, do a couple of hours meditation uh, each day and mm. have done for many, many years. So you can see the power of this, right? I've been a meditator for, you know, almost 30 years. I've eaten yeah. a vegetarian diet, you know, for a, all that time. However, you can still get sick yeah. physically, right? Yeah. I still meditate, okay? I haven't had any drugs or alcohol. And now I've been able to shift my food and now everything's in balance. Yeah. It's a trio. Yeah. You know, it's a triad. You have to have the food, you need the meditation, and mm-hmm. you need to move the body. 
And when mm-hmm. you do those three things, balance happens. <laughs> and the meditation, wow. you know, you know, it's a meditation that helps still the mind and helps you connect with that uh, power that is that energy that's flowing through you, it's flowing through me, it's flowing through every living being, all the animals, the plants. It's all the same energy and it teaches you how to come in contact with that energy and, and, um, and follow it to its source. Yeah. So it's, um, it's been a very good path for me. And the principles around it is no drugs and alcohol and no, um, you know, no animals being um, a vegetarian or, mm. a, or, or a vegan and to um, do, live a moral life, just do good. You know, it's, yeah, it's based on the you know, around karma. And, you know, really karma is the Indian word for the law of cause and effect. Yeah. So the law of cause and effect, you know, for every action there's an equal opposite reaction. That is a real universal law. The Indian yeah. word for that law is karma. And if you yeah. have a look at this, you know, you know, we're eating all this meat, all these animal products. These animals are suffering and they're dying. Mm. Mm. We're killing them. That's got to manifest the law of cause and effect. The law of karma has to come back and manifest some way. So it's manifesting in all these diseases that are killing us all. Heart disease, diabetes, autoimmune diseases. You know, that has to balance out. And that's the law of karma. So, you know, people that have deep meditation practices don't want to participate in any pain or suffering and that's why they choose a plant-based diet because it helps the meditation. It helps you access your higher self. Mm. Whereas if you are eating the animal products, um, it's putting like it's like putting layers of sheets and blankets over your light, yeah. and you can't see it. But as you meditate and you drop these things, it takes a sheet off a layer off and you get to see your light more and then life becomes what happens is you know people i and i used to think like this too you're always looking for utopia right you're looking that i just want to be happy all the time right Mm. i've come to learn over the years life is always up and down it's always up and down Here's what I've learned over the years through eating a plant-based diet, through practicing a meditation practice, by learning from people that are, you know, on a journey further down a path than I am, that know more than I do, and I don't like, mm. I don't know a lot really. I'm just an average guy. Um, mm. I've just come across a few things over my life that have been able to help me and help a few other people. And what I've learned is that it's the art of staying balanced when these mm. ups and downs happen. So when the highs are there, we're not, you know, we're not attached to that high and expect it to be there all the time, even though it could be there for a long, long time. And if mm. some things that we consider bad happen to us and take us low, um, that's okay too. Mm. And we can travel through life and be not affected by the ups and downs and know that each one of these things are leading us to our highest good. And by doing a whole food plant-based diet and meditation and no drugs and alcohol and um, living this sort of lifestyle, moving our body, helps us, especially meditation, helps us see life from that perspective. And Mm. therefore, we can go through these things and, you know, if some bad stuff happens to us, well, we go, okay, that's all right. It doesn't last forever. It never has. Um, And we just move through it. And Mm. we can see the good in that down. See, the thing is, I used to believe we controlled everything. Yeah. I'm not a big believer on that as much anymore. Yeah. I do believe in this, that, you know, um, you know, there could be a bit of destiny involved because why do some people die at a very early age unexpectedly? Why do some people get these things happen to them? Why are you born in this extension rather than another one? Yeah. Um, now I seem to think, think that okay maybe wonder if life is actually destined and Mm. everything that happens to us whether it's good or bad we've only got one choice and that's how we respond to it yeah 
we can either respond to it positive or we can respond to it negatively. And even if it's bad, we can respond positive. Even if it's positive, we can still respond positive. And yeah. with that positive energy, we access different, we can make a choice on going down that path or this path, which both passes, paths could be destined. Yeah. And with the positive one, we see the positive and we move down that direction and life does become more easy and, yeah. and good. I don't know if yeah. there's any truth in that, but that's where I'm at at the moment. I sort of Mate, think about I can 100% instance. back that up. I can 100% <laughs> back that up because that is the truth. That's changing your perception to change your reality. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I, 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 you're singing to me, man. I love it. Um, I hope everyone has got exactly what they needed. Actually, I don't hope. I know everyone will get exactly what they needed out of this. I think um, we've got exactly what we needed to get to there and, and, and understanding that your journey, how your journey has uh, led you down your path now of how you're helping many other people, Adam. I, will, I think we can probably keep talking. Uh, it sounds like we're going to go down the Eastern philosophy route here and we're going to start talking uh, <laughs> different types of philosophy. So we'll leave it at that. We might save that for another time, maybe when sure. we catch up if you're in Bali. Um, Definitely. I'd enjoy that. That'll be good. Next time I'm over, we'll catch up. Yeah. But, yeah, it all comes down to this, you know, eating more plants in the whole form. And when you do, your vibration rises, your energy rises, you feel good, and, you know, life becomes really you know, it becomes better and you're able to do more things in life than we can ever expect. And we have so much more potential than we ever can imagine. Like here I am an average bloke who um, ends up obese, having a heart attack to doing an Ironman triathlon, you know, one of the toughest endurance events in the world. I had no idea that that could be possible. And the reason why I share that story is because if an average bloke can do that, what's possible for anyone listening to this because mm. a lot of people listening to this will be fitter than I and mm. fitter maybe than you and smarter mm. than us that they can go to a whole new level because we're only tapping a fraction of our mm. capacity. So, mate, thanks for having me, Luca. It's been awesome talking to you. <laughs> mate, I'm, like, I'm like writing times down from when I can actually get like the perfect quote from you, but there's so many times I've got. <laughs> so you've, you've shared some beautiful wisdom here, Adam. I really appreciate your time. And, I, and like I said, I know people are going to get exactly what they need to. And um, you'll, see, you'll see lots of family members of mine being sent your way. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, brother. Thanks, mate. See ya. Thanks, man. See ya, bye. Thank you so much for listening to the end. I'm incredibly grateful to share these magical lessons and experiences with you here. Please, if you can do anything right now, adopt the takeaways that our guests give you in each episode and use it in your life and share it with your loved ones because that's what matters. And remember this, Socrates once said, the secret to change is to focus all of your energy not on fighting the old, but on building the new. It's time to wake up, my friends.